Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always Always Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. So, I've finally figured out what I hit those It sounded like we were halfway through a conversation and they were just a little fly on the wall listening. No, that look, I love the cold open, but no. We're going to start our show every week with Poppy. Oh, where? Me, where? I'm joking. I didn't like it. It was better than I'm, the I'm, I'm old. I'm old. Pop, I don't know Poppy. <laughs> I don't know her either, but Triple H loves her. That's his that's his <laughs> oh, yes, he does. She was better than the chick that sings Rhea Ripley's theme songs though. Oh that, that, that Do you know what that reminded me of? Do you remember when um Downstreet um appeared to do Cordy's song live? And they absolutely butchered it. It reminded me of that. Or the time when uh, Motorhead did Triple H's uh, uh, music and he forgot the words, so he just made it up on the spot. You going to tell Lemmy he can't do that? Hey, I'm not telling Lemmy shit. <laughs> God, God rest the dead. But there's a bunch of people I'll fuck with. I would never fuck with Lemmy. Mm-hmm. That man is he like that. He's one of the baddest humans to walk God's green earth. Um. Anyway, yes. Welcome to Head Trauma Chair Shad Radio. Thursday morning. Happy Mags Day. Um. Of course, you know it's your boy Ray Cash. It's your boy Mags the Big Fish. <laughs> Maybe it's gonna catch on. Maybe. Maybe. No. <laughs> I'll run that into the ground like I do with every content that I've ever produced. <laughs> hey, well, you you're on the right show because that's what I do too. <laughs> kindred spirits, um, kindred spirits. Uh, so look, this is a big show, big week. Um, we WrestleMania week is finally finished, mm-hmm. all seventy five days of it. Um, we had a damn good WrestleMania. Um, a damn good week. That's a great point. A damn good week. We're definitely look. You want to go and get WrestleMania content and like breakdowns and stuff. There's a million shows and a million podcasts and a million uh, articles right here on thechairshot.com. We ain't gonna do that. But I am curious to see from you just kind of your overarching theme of the week and the two night WrestleMania concept. What you think? Is it a keeper? Uh, 
for me, um, I mean, let's go back to the NXT first. Uh, that was the start of the week for for the WrestleMania extravaganza, I suppose. And I thought that this NXT was a return to form. It was 10 matches and all of them were, were NXT takeover caliber for me. Um, many, many stars were made. Uh, I mean, Cal O'Reilly is is the hottest face in the company right now. Uh, and then if we go on to this week's uh, NXT show, which we'll probably touch on in a, in a little while, you can see the the kind of aftermath of this. And you mentioned it earlier in in, uh, in the pre-record. It felt like a reset. And I think the move to uh, Tuesdays on, on USA, um, coupled that with what went down at NXT, what went down on this week's uh, um, uh, show, it, it feels like um, it's becoming... Like I said, a reset. We're starting afresh, and after two days of solid action from NXT, uh, I think that was a, a master stroke by Triple H and the guys down there. So then, going on to WrestleMania, uh, we spoke about this ad nauseum. I, I was not hyped for this WrestleMania at all. Um, normally, straight after the Royal Rumble, I'm on, I'm on for WrestleMania. We're on the road to WrestleMania. I'm getting excited. Uh, but just whether it's because of COVID, I think it's just a, a, a just a, a, a full amalgamation of different issues uh, from booking, from from uh, the the pandemic, from the world being how it is, not knowing uh, whether we're having uh, fans there. Um, it it just I didn't feel the vibe. Then obviously I, uh, I watched the Hall of Fame, Molly Holly, Saving Grace. Best female wrestler uh, there's ever been, Dor Atme. Um, she pulled me back into into uh, the the WrestleMania vibe, and I'm glad she did because I would have been devastated if I would have given this WrestleMania a pass. I thought that um, it was one of the best flowing WrestleManias that we've had. Um, right there. Mm-hmm. I think the a lot of the results, even though we didn't get them fully correct, a lot of the results made sense. Um, the matches weren't too long. They weren't too short. There was a good mix of different kind of styles. Uh, the use of celebrity this year was perfectly done. Um, I, I have very little complaints, and the things I'd be complaining about would be nitpicking. Uh, and I, I think the best way to, to nail this is how Greg has put it in our our uh, uh, chat. This may be one uh, one of the best WrestleManias that we've had because I I, I, I enjoyed it so much. Getting on to the two day thing for me, it makes absolute financial sense for WWE to keep this two day thing up. Uh, we all know that there's a massive economy around WrestleMania. Oh yeah. There's, always, there's 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 indie companies that build their their calendar around what happens at WrestleMania. That's where they make the most money. The fact that WWE can try and cannibalize some of that, and at the end of the day, right or wrong, it's it's in their interest because they are a business. This is yeah. this is dog eat dog. Uh, they're not. They if they can um, take more money in, they're absolutely going to just like any other business would. And I think selling out two state two. Uh, a stadium two, two nights in a row for WrestleMania, having fans uh, not being in the same stadium for seven hours, 
it's win-win for WWE. They will make double the amount of money with the same amount of content. It absolutely makes all the sense in the world for me. To your point, 38 is in Dallas. That's 100-plus thousand person stadium. Mm -hmm. And that's a shoot. They may have inflated, but legitimately there was 100,000 people. You don't believe me? I was there. Um, two nights of that. Yeah, and, and when when I met, revenue. yeah, when we were talking about this in in, in the the chair shot group, um, and I can't remember who it was. I know I, it's not like I'm throwing anyone under the bus, but the a comment was said like, "Would WWE expect a a person or a family to buy two nights worth of tickets?" And I don't think that's WWE's plan. Then they're not expecting the same hundred thousand people on right. night one to be the same 100,000 people on night two. They, could, they don't care if it's a full 100,000 different people. That's not the problem. The problem is is the issue is filling the stadium twice. You may want to pick, oh, well, that's going to be night one. This feels better for me. I'll go with night one. You may think, this. I'm making a week of this. I'm going to walk both nights. Um, that's, on, that's on you. But WWE, your money is no different to the next man's money. It's, it's just a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, perfect, perfectly said. And I'm just thinking 200,000 plus tickets to sold next year is gonna like they can flex heavy. Um, and did you notice as well on the promo for, for it? I mean, that was a cool promo with Austin, mm-hmm. but did you notice there was no set date? Yeah, they changed, yeah, yeah, because they, they, they're waiting. Because they know it's going to be two nights. Or the, yep. the, the plan is to have it two nights. Yep. That's why it's now April 2022 instead of April whatever 30. date, April yep. 2022. Um, so I am very much a prisoner of the moment after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Not really any other show, but WrestleMania for sure. Um, and I... <coughs> 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 me and i often think um you know i'm i'm very much uh oh right now like you can't compare wrestlemania 6 to this mm-hmm. no disrespect to warrior and hogan but it's just not the same right mm-hmm. but i try to i try to, to really digest it before i come out and say definitively oh yeah such and such and such I feel like everything involved, both nights, the massive history-making moments, the classic matches that we will remember for a long time, if not ever, the special moments that certain people got, the ring delay, which is going to go down in history, and more (laughs) of facts, and most importantly, the fact that this was the first time in a year that there were fans and you could visibly see like the wrestlers were crying when Vince was talking because it was so emotional for them because this oh, the only reason they do this and, th- and this is the difference between a lot of these kids in the indies that just they love it because it's performance art and the people who grew up wanting to do this because the whole point you want to wrestle most people is to entertain right yeah the stuff in the ring is cool but ultimately, if you like that, you can go be in Cirque du Soleil or be in MMA. 
the, the thing that makes professional wrestling or sports entertainment so specific is the crowd interaction. And you could see that they were visibly, visibly affected positively. And all of that considered, put that in a vacuum. I think this makes this a top five WrestleMania. And I'm comfortable saying that a, less than a week afterwards. Um, and to your point about TakeOver, is there's been some great TakeOvers. There's been some flawless TakeOvers. I don't think it's fair to compare TakeOver to the other shows because WrestleMania, the same amount of matches that were just WrestleMania would have been at any other. They just split it. TakeOver ain't never had more than six matches. And the time they had six matches, Matt Riddle squashed Cash's own up. Like, so we didn't even know that that was on the card. It was a surprise match. So I can't really compare the two nights to past ones. But to your point, I don't know how I feel about the women's tag title match, but that's because of a personal issue I have with Ember. We spoke about that on past head traumas. Other than that, you damn right, every match felt like TakeOver. Every match felt, and they came to play. And I think, I'm biased, NXT is the the best wrestling product in the world in my eyes. I think, just real quick, I think the Fight Club feel that they have, that underground Fight Club feel that the CWC has right now, is the coolest. It is Lucha Underground as cool to me. It is Wrestling Society X look cool to me. And then they threw the extra fans in there. Chef's kiss, bro. It's perfect. And yeah, and, and to to um, rubber stamp your point, this week's NXT absolutely proved that. Normally after a, a huge takeover, we kind of get a clip show. And we kind of get like a, a couple of matches that maybe were filmed um, like dark matches. Mm-hmm. They they went all out. I mean, obviously, it was a new situation with the move to, to USA on Tuesdays. You want mm-hmm. to make a mark. But this felt like a massive reset. And it's hard to really reset a wrestling company because you've got storylines that are, are still ongoing. You've got the the, the years and years of, 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 of um, older storylines and, and, and history and stuff like that. But this felt like a reset. We had all the champions, uh, or pretty much a lot of the champions, um, changing titles. We had um, loads and loads of people coming out and, and declaring that they want to be in line for titles. We had uh, uh, Champa and, and Thatcher making waves in for uh, for MSK. We had um, Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes, uh, China, uh, and uh, Zoe Starks making plans to be uh, number one contender for the for the women's. We and had, Frankie. Um, Frankie Monet, too. Oh, my God. What a debut. What? I mean, La Huera Loca. She is she's a big, big star. A big, big star. But then you had Imperium stamping their, 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 their foot, saying that, that uh, Imperium is going to grow. It's going to expand. Um, it, it just felt so, so good. And then to finish it off. And the, there's not a lot in wrestling that gets me in the field. Because um, I'm a wizened old motherfucker. Well, hold that, hold that thought real quick. Hold that thought because I really want to. I want that to be the question of the conversation. I just, I have one funny thing to say. Taya Valkyrie, aka Frankie Bonet, is the most interesting human being in the world to me because she is a, she's an English Canadian 
who made her name and made her name in Mexico and is now playing a French chick. <laughs> it is the most weird concoction of like cultures. Like oh, if she if she hits a black power fist, I'm done. Like I don't know what else she is like I you know. And then and she probably speaks dog because you know she got the little puppy with her. Hey. I mean that got threatened to be shoved up her ass. And for the uh, this is true, upper uh, no upper culo. Upper culo. Uh, is that um, not ass? And at his ass, yes, but <laughs> look at you knowing. I'm proud. Um, also, I want to say, respectfully, I apologize. This may be a little toxic, but respectfully, those things were thinking last night. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, respectfully. Um, but yes, please, back to the positivity. Okay, so I had two things, actually, because I wanted to just come to me whilst you were talking then. Um, firstly, Kushida. Finally, dog, I've been pushing for this man to get something for two years. Now, I hate he had to leave the juniors just to go back and get a junior title, but at least he got something. And the, mm-hmm. and the, the how we did it, who we did it on, and the show he did it on, I think is a big moment for him. And I feel like this yeah. is a turning point. Yeah. Um... That that was a, a really good moment because we've been New Japan fans for for a while, and Shida was always the ace of that that junior division, and he he's had the Keith Lee treatment in in NXT where they brought him in, they broke him down to rebuild him back up in the the NXT style, and it sometimes it it happens fairly quickly, sometimes it takes a while, and unfortunately for for Kushida, he's 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 just joined at the the wrong time, I suppose. Um, when um, the cruiserweight division was held up, with with uh, Jordan Devlin being trapped in in the UK, having this whole kind of um, uh, this Legado uh, stuff happening, um, but is now at the top of the tree, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. But the one thing about this NXT that that got me square in the feels was uh, when Dakota Kai came out. She was in the middle of the ring. She introduced her, her friend, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, as the new NXT champion. And I said something to uh, to you guys that I think that Raquel has, has got the the opportunity and the charisma to be a really good baby face because mm-hmm. she soaked up that applause and you could see it meant the world to her. She couldn't stop beaming the smiles. She goes through a whole story about being 18 months in struggling, knowing that um, that um, she wasn't ready, but putting in the work. And we've said this, she has been one of the most improved wrestlers in NXT and absolutely deserves to be in the position she's in. Mm-hmm. And just as we were getting to the end of that, uh, we get some music hitting. We get... Uh, this is music. my brutality! Fortunately, it was the recording and not the live effort. Yeah. <laughs> but my, outcomes... my version was better than the live effort. Yeah, very much so. But out comes Rhea Ripley, and you think, oh, here we go, face off. This is going to be the, a return of the match that they had when uh, uh, basically Rhea's goodbye. Um, but then you see the cheeky little smiles on the faces, and this turned into not being about a match. This turned into being about two people coming up and showing how far they've come. And then they nailed it when you hear 
I'm on my own against the wall. And out comes Bianca Belair. And something, I think it was um, uh, what Wade said, the fingerprints of NXT were all over WrestleMania. And that was the truth because the three biggest women, the three highest ranked women in the, the company are all NXT born and bred. And it just felt good knowing that my wheelhouse for WWE is NXT. And I, I don't really pay a lot of attention to the main roster to see the, the wrestlers that I've seen grow and, and, and become megastars and now the, the biggest stars in, the, in, in the, the, the division for the company. It was just a really heartwarming moment. And then they flashed up a photo of the three girls when they were all coming up from the PC together and it was just driving that that emotional home and yeah I just it was the the most proud I've been of being a wrestling fan for a long long time so let's there's a little backstory behind this whole entire story first and foremost in real life Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley are like best friends mm-hmm. they brought that in their feud they brought that up in their feud how they were best friends and then Rhea changed and then Dakota felt I'm not Dakota but Raquel felt like Rhea left her and this and that and whatever but a lot of that comes from a real place. That picture was taken about four years ago, maybe three years ago, at a house show. Yes. And like to see it come to fruition, like nobody in their and nobody in their mind would have thought all three of those women at the same time would be would win their championships at the biggest shows in the world in the same week. Nobody thought that. And no. so and we knew that all three of them would be big in a way, but um also, more backstory. This WrestleMania was the first WrestleMania where we haven't had any of the part-timers or the old guard. Like, with the exception of Edge, who is full-time. Mm-hmm. All, and there was no Brock, no Cena, no Triple H, no Shawn Michaels, no Kurt Angle, no, no Undertaker, no Goldberg. It was the new guard, right? And so to see that kind of manifest itself all the way from takeover on Wednesday and Thursday to Mania on Saturday and Sunday, when I said reset, a better word for it is renewed. It's a a renewal of we are here. And that brings me to the first thing I actually want to talk about with you today. Um, Is I love that you brought that up, and I appreciate you bringing that up, even in the pre-record. You told me how emotional you were about that, and I was mad emotional too. Um, it's been a super emotional week for me wrestling wise for a myriad of reasons. Um, Bianca's probably involved in about 75% of them. Um, but I feel like the torch was passed from the four horsewomen to these three women because if you think about it, Bailey didn't have a match at WrestleMania, Charlotte didn't have a match at WrestleMania, Becky's at home right now with her daughter, which is. It's a boy or girl with her kid. I can't remember if it's a boy or girl. And it was a girl, yeah, because Rollins doesn't know how to deal with a girl. It's Rollins, it's a girl. And the one four the one other member of the four horsewomen who was there main evented and passed the torch. Right? So it was a literal passing of the torch moment. And that brings us to my second point, and I'm I'm gonna sit back because I want to hear your thoughts on this thing. As you care about NXT very similarly, if not the same as, amount as I do. So often, 
we hear the conjecture online that NXT, particularly the Performance Center, because guys, you have to understand, there's NXT the brand, and then there's NXT the program. They're different. Mm-hmm. They're all under the same umbrella, but they're different. But you hear that the Performance Center and the NXT the program is a failure, right? Because everybody we want to get called up and do stuff doesn't work. Or somebody will leave and go somewhere else and be better, like a, a Ty Conti, or things, that's, things of that nature. But there's so much conjecture and so many criticisms thrown Hunter's way at the Performance Center and the process of how it goes. Juice Robinson is another guy. All along, we have been ignoring the biggest and most consistent successes of the Performance Center and NXT, NXT program, and that's the women. And if there's no better point proven than that moment on Tuesday's NXT with the NXT Women's Champion, the Raw Women's Champion, and the SmackDown Women's Champion all coming from NXT. I think that is a statement moment if I've ever seen one. And the picture Triple H took with them in the back, behind them, it, it felt like a, you have kids, I have kids. It felt like when you, when your kid graduates and you're at graduation and that beaming pride you have for your children saying you did it. Probably. And no matter how, man, I know Triple H was in his feelings this week with all of the moments. Remember, my God, if we went through the ride, if we went through the if we went through the WrestleMania card, I I would bet you. In fact, I'm gonna do that. While you talk, I'm gonna go through the card and tell you how many people on the show were not did not come to NXT. I bet okay. you I bet you it was less I bet you it was less than six. Okay. I mean, just to just to add to your point about the NXT uh, women, though, the 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 most interesting thing is that there's still another generation working oh, oh, oh. now, ready to come. They're better than this one. Shotzi Blackheart, Zoe Stark, Indy Hartwell. I mean, the Ray. Yeah. That, I mean, that was announced as well. What um, what she twenty four years old? Wow, just huge. Yes, crazy, absolutely crazy. Okay, so look, Bobby Lashley didn't go through, and I'm not counting MVP. I'm counting wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bobby Lashley didn't go through NXT. That's one. Do you count Natty because she didn't start in NXT, but she did a major bid down there? Do you count her? She, she, if she's been in NXT, she's been in NXT. Okay, well then, the Tamina has to do that. The influence has to be there, surely. Okay. Um. So, Natty and Tamina NXT. Live it. Well, of course, Drew. By the way, Live and um, Ruby NXT. Mm-hmm. Mandy and Dana NXT. Yeah. Right. Um. Naomi and Lana. Naomi literally was NXT the game show. Mm-hmm. NXT. Uh, um, Billy Kay and Carmella in NXT. So pretty much everyone in that that uh, tag team t- tag team turmoil was NXT. Yep. Cesaro and Seth Rollins NXT. AJ Styles was not. So we have two. Um, but and you know what? Kofi wasn't. So we have three. Mm-hmm. But almost in Woods came through NXT. 
Braun Strowman, NXT. Shane McMahon wasn't. We have four right now. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, NXT. Bad Bunny, literally, because he just learned the wrestling. <laughs> um, Miz and Morrison. So we have six. Okay. Bianca and Sasha, NXT. Randy Orton, we have seven. And The Fiend. And even Alexa, NXT. Nia and Shayna, NXT. Kevin and Sammy, NXT. Sheamus and Riddle, we have eight. Sheamus didn't do NXT. Mm-hmm. But Riddle did. Apollo and Big E, NXT. Rhea and Asuka, NXT. Roman, Edge, and Bryan. So there's ten people on two nights who weren't NXT. Other, I'm oh. sorry, nine. Because Bryan was on the first NXT. Ten. Oh, sorry, nine out of 14 matches that was on NXT. On uh, TakeOver. Uh, on WrestleMania. Um, and NXT is a failure, apparently. Anyone who gets called up doesn't make it to the big show. And and that has happened. Don't get me wrong. I mean, shout out to Alistair Black. That dude should be a massive star. Yep. Ricochet should be a yep. massive star. Um but unfortunately, in all walks of life, not just uh, in wrestling, you get people who, who for whatever reason, just don't make it at the big show. It... And to your point, look at the people who, who were in the positions this year, who were that last year. Cesaro mm-hmm. had his moment, finally. Apollo Crews had his moment, finally. Like, so we talk, you, just mentioned, uh, uh, you just mentioned Alistair Black and Ricochet. They had their moment of WrestleMania 35. Are they consistently wrestling now? No, and it's a it's a low down, doggone shame. The same with Mustafa Ali, but mm-hmm. it's cyclical, right? Because if Ali would have been on the show, or if Ricochet would have been on the show, who's to say Apollo would have had this run? Oh, Cesaro. And that and that kind of leads me into one of the biggest downers for this year's WrestleMania for me. Um, and I've, I've waxed lyrical about the show. I think I think I, I agree with you. I think it's going to, uh, in uh, in the annals of history, is going to be a, a top five WrestleMania. It's one I certainly will will revisit. I can't really say that about a lot of uh, last year's WrestleMania. Um, but there's one thing that, that has happened for a few years over WrestleMania, but this year it has been the most that it's aggravated me. And it's, it's hate tweeting. People. <laughs> I mean, we we for the first time had a, a big group thread uh, where we were just all chatting the shit, um, watching WrestleMania, giving our instant thoughts and opinions and stuff like that. And that was a great time. Really loved that that interaction. Uh, and it's one of the best things about being a, a part of this a part of this team. But obviously, when you're on your timeline, you're seeing other people tweet and. I, do, I just can't understand the mindset of of watching a show just to shit on every little part of it. What do you get from it? I don't understand. I mean, it, I assume it's for the clout of having other people um, like your your tweets and, and being part of the cool gang. But there were people who were, who were hate-tweeting it and getting no interaction. Literally nobody liking the tweets. Literally nobody um, uh, commenting. So why would you watch seven hours, essentially, of, of, of a show 
and you've paid for it. Well, you've either paid for it or you've you've gone out even worse. You've gone out of your way to find an, a stream of it to to watch something that you don't like. I don't get it. I just I can't understand that rhetoric. Um, and I know that people do that. I, we you can people can be critical. I, I don't mind being critical. I'm critical of stuff all the time. But I wouldn't watch something that I clearly detest because I haven't had one good word to say about the full show. I wouldn't do that and and spend the time and spend the money and spend the effort. It must be draining for 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 nothing to just get a bit of clout from a bunch of essentially nobodies on on Twitter. I don't understand. And it just it's something that ground me because every ninety nine percent of people had a great time watching WrestleMania. But the loudest ones were the ones who were shitting on it. And it just it just annoys me about about wrestling fans. We are so eager to cannibalize ourselves that we will never be mainstream again. Because the minute we get any kind of popularity, a, a core group of us start shitting on it. And I don't get it. I just don't understand it. So <clears throat> oh. they're there is a pull back the curtain a bit. There is a familiar group chat with all three of the members of the Outsiders Edge, with Ricky and Clive from the Ricky and Clive show over on Wrestling Headlines, and our friend Rob Daniels, who is gonna be doing some stuff for the chair shot very soon. Let's kind of tease it that way. <clears throat> and recently, Carl and his daughter have started bonding over the book Harry Potter. And so everybody in the group, with the exception of Rick, Ricky, has read Harry Potter and myself. And everybody's all in the group chat having a blast. And I bought her for Christmas. I bought her a Harry Potter wand and stuff like that and all this. You know what? When everybody's talking about the books, you know what I was doing? Ignoring that shit. You know why? Because I don't give one flying fiddly fuck about Harry Potter. But did I ever say to them, man, fuck Harry Potter? I'm like, no. You know why? Because I don't care. It doesn't affect my life. And I don't and everything I every every opinion I have does not need to be verbalized. Right? Like, I'm not so selfish to the point where I need you to know every thought I have, especially if it disagrees with yours. I'm not that selfish of a person. It's ironic seeing as I'm on 511 podcasts. But literally, I I I don't, it's not that important to me. So, I don't, I don't, part of the reason I don't tweet very often, unless I'm retweeting or I got a, a thread of conscience or something, is for that very reason. Because I don't want to be that person that's just tweeting negativity. And of course, I got, I got some jokes and stuff, but there's negativity for the, for the, part, for the point of it. There was a big point where AEW was the, the, the bane of my existence because of what they were doing behind the scenes and things happening. You know what? I have a podcast that I'm blessed to have with friends so we can talk about it and we'll go through the pros and the cons of it, have differing opinions, but I'm not going to go out of my way personally to shit on something, especially while it's happening. Mm -hmm. What good is that? What does that do for you? What does that do for them? What does it do for anybody? Do you feel better because you did that? Does it make you feel good? Did you get it off your chest? Do you feel like a more whole human being? I don't understand the point of it because, like, even to the people that get paid for it, your Brian Alvarez's and your Michael 
Sidgwick's. Fuck that guy. These people. Y'all make a little coin from it. Cool. You know what? Is that money worth, like, the anger and the stress? You're going to have a coronary one day because Nia Jax botched the move or something. You know? So it's like, why? I don't understand. I'm not saying we need to have false positivity. We've had enough of that on the internet, and there's no diss to anybody, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being honesty, but knowing when you need to speak and when you probably shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I, I don't... My, my whole philosophy is uh, if something didn't hit the mark with me, I'll critique it. But on the same same um, token, if I enjoyed something, I'll shout it from the rooftops. My my whole kind of mantra is watch what you enjoy. Why, why, go, why watch something that you actively detest when you could spend that time mowing your lawn? You could spend that time watching a movie with your kids why spend seven hours watching a, a show that you do not like just to just to bad mouth it that's a lot of work for some bullshit isn't it mm, yeah it absolutely is it's almost like eating a sunflower seed all that damn work for that itty bitty little morsel hey fuck that give me a steak they don't that they don't correlate at all but i just you know tony tony was pissed off at wind chimes i'm gonna shit on sunflower seeds how about that that's that's me. We grow we grow some flowers in this house. Not in this house, you, obviously, in the garden. Do you eat the seeds? <laughs> no, we let the seeds die. You're worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's worse. <laughs> Over here being walking dead with zombie sunflower <laughs> seeds and stuff. At least I tried to eat them. I mean, I'll eat anyway. it in a mix of seeds. I won't go out of my way to find a, a sunflower seed and jump on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying you go find sunflowers and you're harvesting <laughs> their seeds like they're pecans or something. <laughs> 99 cent store, bro. Got a bag of them. 99 cent. Um, you all have 99 cent stores over there? We, we call them pound stores. Nine, pound, yeah, clearly, right? Is, is it still called the pound shilling? What the the your denomination isn't it like the pound shilling? No, that it used to be called pounds, shilling, and pence. Okay, okay. but the shilling has been it's that's been taken away now. I think shilling was about five and a half pence or something like that. Didn't 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 uh, Judas Don't get paid? Don't go off on tangents. Because it's us. Didn't Judas get paid fifty pence of silver to kill to get Jesus killed? 50 pence of silver, and then he got ripped off. Pieces. Oh, no, he, was, he, got, he, got pieces. Off, he got ripped off in general. <laughs> Wasn't no amount of money. <laughs> Homeboy. That, that, that is the undersell of the century. <laughs> Tangents right here for you guys on Head Trauma. I do have some fun. Uh, I do have a fun topic for, you, for us. We're going to hit it after the break. It wouldn't be me if there wasn't some controversy on the show. Wouldn't be me. Um, so while we take this break, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash the chair shot. Um, we got a lot of great merchandise on there for you that um and it ain't just wrestling wrestling related. We got some cool stuff outside the scope of wrestling. 
check it out. Go find some stuff. Support your boys. We're doing big business here. You know, uh, the big fish needs a new tank. So we're trying to do some stuff. Um, also, I want to take this moment to say everybody who tuned in, all six of you, and everybody who participated, all six of you, <laughs> in the WrestleMania pre-shows that we had live video. We're, we're trying some new stuff. We're doing some new mediums. We're trying to switch it up. I told you, like, after WrestleMania, it's like it's, it's, it's sun season. With, uh, over there, sun is that bright thing in the sky. I know you don't get it very much. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's, it's sundress season, so we, get, we had the bikini wax. You know, we got our herded. You know, so we're, we're feeling good, and we're doing some new stuff for you, for you guys. So go to perusteams.com slash the chair shot. Check it out. And we'll be right back after these messages. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back to the Midweek Mainstay, the Head Trauma Podcast, brother. Oh, yeah. um, the fans hated him at WrestleMania, didn't they? And it was so good to see. It brought genuine joy to my eyes. And I was, I was cringing for Titus, but I felt good because I knew inside he felt like they hate this motherfucker just as much as I do. That, that first night, the looks Titus was giving Hogan... I thought he was going to smack him clean in the snout box. Yeah, it, it, it to piss off for you to piss off Titus O'Neil, you got to be like the devil incarnate because mm-hmm. that is a saint of a human. Um, <clears throat> also, he's six foot six, two hundred ninety pounds, and his best friend is Dave Batista. You don't want to really fuck with that dude. No. Um, okay, we don't have to talk about this long. But I want to get your opinion on, on a, an opinion I have. And I was going to write this in a column, but it saves me the work, right? WrestleMania went off, I truly believe, without a hitch. Even the rain delay helped the show because of the unscripted promos. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania week, with the exception of, you know, Raw wasn't great, but whatever, I don't mind it, was fantastic, by and large. But I think what most internet fans think was the biggest non-WWE wrestling moment of the entire weekend 
was the moment at a little bitty cafe in Tampa. The King, Nick Gage, had a match, won his match. Of course, if Nick Gage got a match, clearly it's a death match. And who decides to show up? John John Mouxley. Now, earlier that day, he had just had, from what has been described, I hadn't seen the match. I will watch it. A a classic with uh, Josh Barnett at Bloodsport. Mm Mm-hmm. That night, Moxley comes and uh, doesn't call out Nick Gage, but they have a face-to-face. They get in each other's get each other's grill, and they fight. And Moxley has he has the uh, first he has dirty deeds, then he hits the Death Rider on some on some light tubes and this and that. And John Moxley was trending Saturday night, Sunday morning. Everybody was talking about John Moxley is the biggest star in wrestling. Now, I'm not here to disagree with any of that. He's not the biggest star in pro wrestling. He may be the biggest star in non-WWE wrestling. I'll give you that. I'll also give you that John Moxley, as a character, is a much bigger deal than Dean Ambrose ever was. There's one caveat that's bothering me, Max. And the caveat is... People continue to say that, one, Moxley was underutilized or stifled in WWE, and two, that John Moxley as a character is different than Dean Ambrose. That drives me up a wall. You know the only difference between Moxley and Ambrose? The name. Well, that, yes, that's one. But, but the only difference between the characters is the, character, the dude playing the character, John Good, gives a fuck. <laughs> The only difference. They do the same things. Same little goofy-ass walk. Same wrestling moves. Same reasons to want to fight people. Same attitude. Same attitude. Damn near the same dress. Only difference is, instead of wearing the jeans, he wears the, um, the camo. Mm-hmm. Right? But they're the same person. But Moxley, John Good, the person was so disenamored and had so much disdain for what WWE Creative was trying to do for him or give him that he just went out and played it more wacky because it popped him than doing what it was asked. I'm not saying he had great creative. I'm not sticking up for WWE because they failed him creatively in so many situations. Especially the post-Shield breakup when when Ambrose should have been the biggest heel in the world. The night Roman said he had cancer and he turned on the shield. Mm-hmm. That should have been the greatest heel turn maybe ever. Like Hogan, then Mox, then Ambrose, right? But it's another case of I care about what I want to care about and I see things the way I want to see them. Because it's an easy way to attack WWE to say, well, Moxley's better. There's no Moxley without Ambrose. It's the same person. Like you said, it, it, it all boils down to he's he's got more passion now. Maybe he's got it's the maybe the freedom that he has with AEW. Uh, maybe it's not as scripted for him. Uh, and I think that uh, if we remember, if we go back to the 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 Jericho and the the Keller podcast, one of his big bugbears was the fact it was so scripted, and that mm-hmm. to get changes on that script, 
you had to wait outside Vince's office for X amount of hours and you you are probably not going to get the change that you want. Um, I think in AEW, uh, especially in AEW, and maybe, maybe not so much in, in New Japan, uh, but in AEW, I think he has a lot of input in where his story is going. Um, and I think he gets bullet points for the, for the uh, promos rather than full, like, two, three-page scripts. Um, so I, I, I can... I can understand him being more impassioned, but when you break down who the character is playing, it's it's early Shield Dean Ambrose. The cool it's the cool version of Ambrose right mm-hmm. after the Shield broke. Yes, yes, absolutely, fantastic point. Um, also, I want to say for me, the fact that he shows up where he wants to now is it cool? Yes. Does that make him a bigger star? The fact that he showed up to fucking GCW does not make him a bigger star to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What makes him a bigger star is that he showed up to a show with 300 people and it trended worldwide. That's what makes him a star. Not the fact that he went to the show. Mm-hmm. That means nothing. Like, the, the next big match he has listed right now is he, he called out Yuji Nagata. Anybody jonesing for a Yuji Nagata match? I mean, now they are. Right? That's the type of stuff that makes him a bigger star. And it, it ain't got to do with this little rinky-dink and no diss to GCW. But, in fact, GCW can get this work, too. Quick tangent. I understand we are in a different world now. We're, we're in, a, we're in a, a, a post-vaccine world. where The vaccine is now available to damn near everybody for free in America. I also know there's some issues with some of them, but that's notwithstanding. But I read articles and posts today and yesterday about how GCW had no hand washing places, had nobody wearing masks, had no sanitation, no social distancing, and then people just didn't give a fuck. And I get it. It's Florida. I understand. But the fans can go be as stupid and crazy as they want. As a promotion, it's your job to take care of talent. (laughs) And it is egregious that you didn't do that. If the fans want to go and go crazy and want to huddle around each other, you can't stop them. They paid their money. But you know what? What you can do is take care of the people you contracted to be there. So fuck GCW for that. And they're a much better company than that to me. Brett Lauderdale is a really good booker, and I'm disappointed that that's what happened. Uh, Especially when they uh, have quickly rose to be one of the top indie companies you would think that they would want to set the benchmark and clearly not. Well, look, everybody lost their mind because it's Florida. And it's Florida, so I get it. But still, I'm disappointed in them, especially when y'all had an outbreak not even six months ago. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I just I don't want to diss Moxley. I don't want to talk negative on Moxley. I love Moxley. He, I'm a shield mark. Conjecture, man. Conjecture. You can't tell me that that man showing up to a little indie show that had 300 people at it is a bigger move than what Roman Reigns did at WrestleMania or Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks did at WrestleMania. It's bigger than that. Or even a guy that's maligned by the fans. The Fiend had one of the five best interests in WrestleMania history. Talk to your mom if you don't. If talk to your mom if you disagree. I don't care. <laughs> I, he may have had one of the five worst matches as well. 
not here to talk about matches. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I get your point. But you've also got to realise that what happened with Moxley and GCW looks huge in our community, in our internet wrestling um, sphere. But it's in the if you we are tiny, we're a tiny little community. Um, the rest of the wrestling world doesn't know about this, so it's it's huge to the people who already knew. Yeah, it is, and I I'd imagine if you if you had tickets to that show and see that man pop up, that's a big deal. I get yeah, it. absolutely, absolutely. I, but I just like cool up, cool your brakes a bit, cool your brakes, right? Moxie's mm-hmm. a star, but. That's the type of stuff that makes people yeah, care less. Yeah, the second coming of Jesus. I mean, you know, I see. I was about to make a really, I was about to make a religious joke, but I thought better of it. So, my, the only religious joke I will say is Jesus did the job, and his dad was the promoter. T-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com slash the chair shot. <laughs> Final thoughts, man. Anything else you want to add or talk about for WrestleMania week? Anything on your mind? I know, <sighs> I know, we had a, a UFC. Did you did you get a chance to see uh, Alvarez get DQ'd and Mighty Mouse get knocked out yet? I did. Um, quick thoughts, thoughts on, on that. Yeah. Um, I think it, it it shows the the difference in uh, the rule set in um, MMA based in Japan as compared to based here in the West. Um, for if that fight with uh, Demetrius happened in the West, uh, Moraes gets disqualified because he was he was essentially Kamagoya in a, a downed opponent. <laughs> oh, so we had a Kolobushi uh, signing. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, again, um, it's the rule set. Uh, DJ took the loss on the chin. Uh, he's, he knows he's going to come back better and stronger. Um, that's the mark of a champion for me. Uh, when you can learn lessons from your losses and come back better. The Alvarez thing, oh my God, I felt so bad for him. Um, getting an instant disqualification for something that he he wasn't even warned about by the referee. There was no kind of like, um, like a yellow card system where you the, the action is stopped you get a point took away. He was instantly disqualified. That 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 felt it felt snaky. Felt like there was something else going on that maybe it was it was almost planned. And I don't even think the shots were particularly illegal. Um especially from Eddie's Eddie's viewpoint. Um the ref should have stopped that. The ref should have uh, jumped in and 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 perhaps took a point. But to instantly disqualify him, no, that's that's that was wrong. So I felt I felt bad for for Eddie, really bad. It, interesting that the company's biggest draws, uh, Alvarez and um, and Mighty Mouse, both lost in nefarious ways. And look, MMA is not boxing. Boxing. Would have very clearly fixed the shit out of these fights, but I'm, I'm, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> but the one thing you and I have talked about, and Five Rounds Pod at Five Rounds Pod, um, best MMA post show on in the business. 
Mags yeah. and uh, the British heavyweight champion of the world in Britain. Carlos, uh, I talk about all the time. The refereeing in MMA is, and the judging is god awful. Mm-hmm. It's gotten really bad. So maybe I played a part in it. But nonetheless, let's end the show with this. This weekend, UFC Fight Night, Whitaker versus Gastelum, the Reaper versus Gastelum. I don't think he has a nickname. Who do you KG. who do you have winning? Yeah, fuck that. Who do you? KG is Kevin Garnett. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Reaper wins this and go fight. Go goes to fight Izzy in in uh Nigeria. Because I don't see no I don't see no reason Whitaker shouldn't destroy this man. Don't count Gaslam out. Gaslam gave um, Izzy one of his harder starts. He did. This this is a guy who, who in any other generation of, of MMA would have been a multi-time world champion. He's that good. He's just he just gets to the top of a division and he's facing the very best fighters on their very best days. Um I mean So he's great Maynard. He's great Maynard. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've been a fan of his since since uh, his time in uh, Ultimate Fighter Brazil. Uh, I thought that this kid had something, um, and he's just been, he's just never been able to get over that hump. I think uh, Whitaker wins, uh, and I think you're right. I think we we see uh, Whitaker versus Izzy again, which is it's the fight to make. To be fair, it's the best fight you could have at 185. Mm-hmm. It's also um, Whitaker's earned his fight, his rematch. Mm-hmm. I think with his Weetabix kneecaps. But I, some bigger MM, uh, UFC news came out today. Okay, um, break it down. Well, it's been an interesting week for for this actual fight. Um, I'm talking about Connor versus Dustin Three. Oh yeah. Now that. let's go back to the the second fight, and um, it was a very we got a, a different Conor McGregor. I thought a Conor McGregor that was polite. That was respectful. The guy volunteered to pony up a half a million for uh, Dustin Poirier's uh, charity. Turn the turn the clocks forward three months. That half a million still hasn't turned up. <laughs> uh, Dustin um, was asked about it, and uh, he he said, "Yeah, we've we've contacted uh, Connor's people multiple times." Um, and yeah, we, we can't get a straight answer from him. So Connor has obviously replied and they've got into a tit for tat about it. Um, Connor saying that he wants to see like the paper trail, what the money is going to be used for. And Dustin is saying, that's absolutely fine. You can see that, but we didn't ask you for this money. You volunteered this money. So it's a bit erroneous for you to say, here's a load of money, but I want to know exactly what you're spending it all on. Well, keep your motherfucking money. Keep that money if that's, if that's the case. You, you're yeah. giving it to charity at the end of the day. Anyway, it, it boiled down to Connor saying, um, essentially, the fart was off. Go and find another fart. Um, you're not getting this payday. And then he contacted uh, Ariel Hawani and said he signed his contract. We're getting a fart July 10th. Dana White has confirmed it will be in front of a full crowd in Vegas. It's T-Mobile. going to be T-Mobile. It's going to be huge. July the tenth, 
and July 11th is my birthday, so that will be my birthday present to myself. Oh well, what a kick-ass present! If I, so, I I will be fully vaccinated by next Friday. I don't, I, I'm not that comfortable yet, but a little part of me wants is thinking about maybe going to Vegas for the fight. Little oh. bit of me is like maybe. I'm not that comfortable yet being around that many people, but it's in the back of my mind. So you'll know, I'll let you guys know on air if I decide to go or not. Because if I go, best believe I will be calling in the five rounds live and letting you guys know how wild that show was. Absolutely more than welcome. That is going to be huge. I can't wait. I told Carlos about it today. Yeah, and he was salivating. Salivated. It's going to be huge. I just hope Connor's found his bite back. He's always found his that dog in him because he's much like Jordan in this only one regard, and that Jordan could not play happy. He had to make up something for himself. Be motivated. I don't think Connor can fight in a Zen-like state like Anderson could or like John Jones could. He needs to. He needs to have that piss and vinegar in him. <laughs> And, so and, what, and, and what's ruined that for Connor is the fact that he, he, he got rich. He had the Mayweather, the Mayweather fight was the downfall because he made so much money off that fight. Then the, all the stuff with proper 12. And fair play to him. As a businessman, he is killing it. He's learning to, to diversify and all those revenue streams, but he lost, the, he lost what brought him to the dance, and it was that, that cocky aggression. Well, okay, I'll tell, tell you this, and we'll get out of here on this one. He loses this fight, he done. No other conversation. Yeah. He, I, I, I have to totally agree. The, the issue would be Dana would get, throw fight after fight after fight at him because it's still a draw. It'd, be, <laughs> it'd, it'd end up being a Bob Sapp. That's a or, or Fedor at the end of his career after he finally got beat. Yeah. Um, people try to argue me down that Fedor is better than Stipe. He never fought nobody. Stipe dropping everybody. Well, apart from Ngannou. Yeah. Well, nobody drops Ngannou. Ngannou drops the well, people. Well, um, we'll see. I think Jones drops Ngannou. We got time to promote. We got time to promote and to predict that. In the meantime, tell the good folks where they can find you, sir. So, you can find me at DJ Kirby on Twitter. Um, keep an eye out over the next couple of weeks. There's going to be uh, some changes coming. Um, some new, maybe new projects. Maybe some old projects going by the wayside. Keep an eye out. We'll let, we'll let you know. Speaking of new projects. Because now it's official. I can oh DJ Kirkby. At DJ Kirkby. Yeah. yeah. Um I can announce officially that on let me give you the date. I believe it is April the twenty first. I just want to be to be particularly correct. April the twenty April the twenty first. There will be a new show. A new series. With myself and with my outsider's OG, Mr. Carl Irvin, where we break down 
how, the best wrestlers in WWE by a set of criteria that we have dubbed play Lex Luger music in your head. The Total Package series. Check that out. Um, and actually, you know what? You'll see next week. You'll see next week. Um, I'm at Israel Cash, R E Y S and Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars, of course. You can find uh, all things Chairshot at Chairshot Media. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Chairshot. Go get some shirts. Go get all different types of merchandise we got. Go to www.thechairshot.com to get all the information, all the podcasts, all the the video stuff that's going to start popping up, all of the great um, interviews and um, columns. I wrote a column about two weeks ago. Uh, we got it all. Check us out. Uh, follow you boys. Big shout out to Five Nerds Go. We love y'all. And because of my boy Max, shout out to Visionaries. Shout out to Shoot to Sports. Y'all are brothers and sisters. We rock with y'all too. We appreciate everybody. Um, but for the big fish, big fish, what you got to say to the people? I've got to say one last thing. Always flubblub your flubblub. What he said.